0: This week's devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxton, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. You're joining the show this week as ever, we've got Paul Parking. How's your week been, Parky, after another good
1: win? Yeah, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, pretty busy, up and down, a lot of appointments, unfortunately. I think I've got uh, is it six medical appointments in eight, eight working days. It's, ah. it's just crazy at the moment. But it, I've been through a phase where I haven't had any, so it's just catching up with me again. But yeah, i have been enjoying the bit of sunshine. Not not exactly blazing yet, but it's it's better. But yeah, everything's going well. And I found out tonight my uh, my youngest niece is has now got her first game for uh, Salford Roosters next week. Oh, uh, so that's that's pleased me no end. I'm very proud, very proud uncle right now. But the fact that they're playing rugby, I just think it's brilliant. But she's she's been down a couple of training sessions with Adrian Marley coaching. Right. I mean, do not get much better, does it? So, we got a phone call tonight saying she's, she's got a kit now. So, a week on Sunday, she plays her first game. Wow. And we'll see how that goes. See how long it lasts. <laughs> yeah. <Do you laughs> like how, how she? Dancing? she likes dancing. She likes acting. And now she's playing rugby. I mean, what more can you do?
0: Yeah. Like I say, that's where the youth is, isn't it? The, you get the youth involved early. They, they want to take the sport up full time, but go through the whole life playing it. You get them, get them engaged early, then
1: just become part of them, doesn't it? Yeah, I think the good thing is it's, it's the exercise and the social side of things. It's too easy for kids these days to sit on the bums and play on iPads and everything else, isn't it? And it's, it's nice that she's got a lot going on, but, you know, she goes out this week. And then my brother's messaged me tonight saying that he signed me nephew up for the pathways at Salford in, in June. So he's doing that again because he's kind of come away from rugby. He was playing at Folly, and I think he's he, he's gone there. He's gone playing football and he's he sort of put the rugby on the back burner. So we're trying to get him back to it. So hopefully that'll that'll boost him. But uh, yeah, it's been a decent week, really.
0: Sounds like the future of South Rugby League is in your family's hands by the, by the sound <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh, I hope
1: not. I hope not.
0: Yeah. I've had a bit of a mixed week, really, as well. I've had, you know Ziggy, my cat? Yeah. I said he sometimes brings presents back. Yes. I brought one back, didn't he? This week. Oh, poor little, poor little. I think it might have been a robin. Just lay on the little lay there. I was like, Ziggy, uh, I had to send you uh, for 10 minutes. I was like, can't do that, Ziggy. I'm sorry, mate. So then he went missing for four days, didn't he? I know. I know. Four days scouring the streets of sale, looking for him, right? Went to sort of Mother in Law's house where he used to live. By chance, there was a guy there sort of renovating it. Went in, just checked. He was in like the Like, they out the inside room. Wow. It was like a miracle
1: they They, were going back. They do that, cats, don't they? They do go back to to where they know. Oh, bless. Have to get used to it. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: we nailed the old uh, cat flap shut So he can't get back now That's it He knows And the thing is though I think, he, I think he knew He'd done something wrong Because he was yeah. a dead clinger You know Because cats Just disappear Don't they and, But they always yeah. come back So I think he thought I think I've used one of my lives Up here Definitely So He's downstairs now Eating cat food And lost a lot of weight As well He's Like whatever it was Three days It's a lot of weight yeah. To lose
1: Yeah Well I, I suppose The hunters as well So he should have been Catching his own But Obviously can't be bothered yeah. Modern day, in it. That's it. Talk about
0: talking about losing weight, Parker. Lost some more weight, which is good news okay, for hello. myself. I'm I had to buy a new belt. Got on a, on the second ring as well. So wasting away, Parker. Can't go out in strong winds or I get blown over now.
1: <laughs> yeah, see, it's good. It's good. Good effort, that. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, obviously we've got to look after ourselves, haven't we? This is um, it. Not getting any younger, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. of What we ask you, really, is
0: obviously going down in in sort of waist sizes, right? When do you decide to throw your old clothes away? Cause I've got like maybe 42 inch jeans and I'm thinking to myself, do I get, am well, I like 38 now? Maybe 38, 36. I'm thinking, do I bin these off or do I keep them as emergencies or what?
1: I mean, I'm a hoarder, so yeah. I, uh, I end up keeping all sorts of stuff. I've, I've still got suits that fitted me 20 years ago. They don't, don't fit me anymore Because I Like yourself Lost considerable amounts Of weight mm. And I'm a bit reluctant To throw them out Thinking You never know One day I might get back into them. Even though They won't even be in fashion You know <laughs> That bad It would be like A bunch of fancy dress I think Maybe Maybe keep Certain things for, for decorating And that kind of thing Don't throw them all out But You know Stick them in a bag Get them to a charity shop If you can
0: Yeah And uh, also me, new me, me Martin Burkett 1992 Halifax Old Trafford shirt fits me better as well now. Not like it's painted on now; it's it's yeah. proper now.
1: So uh, big benefits, aren't they? Yes, so wearing yes. it now.
0: Yeah, yeah, but possibly, possibly. Day. So there's there's loads to go at today. Mm-hmm. On the podcast: We've got look back at the Castleford win for Paul Rowley's men. The Castleford win for Chris Bates' ladies. We've got the reserves win against London, and we've got the PDRL bullet Leads. We've got all the big news come out of the club this week. And then we've got the preview of the game against Catalan on Sunday. So we'll start with Paul Rowley's men's win at home to Castleford. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Devils were victorious against Castleford the Tigers. They beat them 14 points to 6. Parker wasn't Vintage rally ball At a grind result out But a win is a win And we roll on
1: Yeah It was a, another Sort of tough watch We're not Perhaps flowing As as we'd like But at the end of the day It's about winning You know It doesn't matter We go to Old Trafford And, and play absolutely awful And win the, the Grand final Go to Wembley And do the same I don't think any of us Are going to be complaining about We didn't do that it just shows another side To us as well That, that grit and determination That Certain people thought last year that we probably we didn't have, you know, that maybe when it gets tough, we can't compete. Well, that's not the case. We, we, we proved that. It was a tough game. You know, we've got to give Cass a lot of credit as well. I mean, they've not been going too well, but they, they got it to us and they, they defended really well, Cass. They snuffed out a lot of what we tried, but we stayed patient. You know, we worked our way into the game, like you say. Again, sometimes we're a little bit frantic in attack when we need to just take our foot off a little bit, but... It's about getting the job done. And we, we stood up, you know. Again, we know that our pack isn't perhaps the biggest in the league and, you know, you're coming up against bigger packs and so on. We've just got to stay in these arm wrestles. And I do think, you know, there's still maybe one, or two players to come back into this team as well that are going to make a massive thing. I mean, Tim Lafayette, he causes chaos. We do miss him, especially when we're stuck in our own 20. You know, getting out, getting the meters. He's, he's the guy that can do that. But no complaints. It wasn't a brilliant performance as such, but it's about getting the two points, and we proved that we can do that in other ways than just tearing teams apart, throwing the ball about. You know, we we did the hard stuff.
0: Yeah, and that's the sign of a good side for me that can grind a result out. You know, we can't always play champagne rugby against everybody. Sometimes you got to find a different way, which we did. I thought against Castleford. Look at the cast game. Cast scored first. Greg Eden. We got sucked under the ball under the spot they found space on the outside six still, two minutes gone
1: yeah a bit of a bit of a worry there for me at the moment down that that right hand side yeah. lee have exploited it a couple of times a few teams i think we seem to be out of position or getting outnumbered somehow i'm not sure what it is whether it's just the way we play you know i, I don't know but yeah we do concede a few too many down that side and it was an early blow and all it was kind of here we go again. Why, we don't score first. Why don't we score first? Mm. I don't I don't understand. I mean, again, it doesn't matter if you win the game, but you don't want to be behind the eight ball, especially in games like that where it's going to be close. You've got to keep him up for as long as possible, but fair play. I mean, Eden scores a handful of tries then he's, he, it's what he's always done. He's got a bit of pace and stuff, so if you give him a bit of room, he's like, like Charlie the week before. They're going to score tries. A little bit disappointed by that start, a little bit slow, sluggish out of the blocks, but, you know, again, fair play to Cass for, for finding that space. Yeah. Then we had Ryan
0: Bradley's first try saver of the game. And then shortly after, Mark Sneed had this, this loud try from the video referee. A little grub a kick through. Claimed it came off his hand before he grounded it. I, I wasn't 100% convinced. But I suppose that's where the ref, referee and video referee have to make a decision, don't they? And you can only make a decision what they say.
1: Yeah, I'm a bit surprised Nothing more's sort of been said about You know, social media and so on I, I can't. I thought at the time, I mean, can't be a great judge Of that kind of thing when you've got eyes as bad as mine But <laughs> I thought it was the wrong decision at the time And tried watching it back on the screen and I'm thinking, I'm not sure what he's giving I don't really know uh, I, I've not had a chance to watch it back So I don't know, I thought we'd scored I think I didn't get what the issue was mm. uh, But like you say, you know, the referee's got to make That decision and, and I suppose it, the other thing is, I mean, usually it's how it's set upstairs. If it's set yeah, up yeah. as an old try, it's a no try. Except against us, where if it's set up as a no try, it gets given a try. <laughs> uh, that's another thing. But um, yeah, so it depends on how the referee's seen it first place. And what can it be overruled? Is it a definite error? As is, is, is there clear daylight? Can you tell it's a try? No, you, you couldn't. So. You just gotta stick with you know with the decision, I suppose.
0: Yeah, we had another opportunity through Joe Burgess as well. He went for the mm-hmm. corner, failed to mm-hmm. ground the ball, off for one tackle set as well, when you think he just yeah. built pressure. And to be fair, Catherine meltdown, they they had four errors in four sets, which gave us plenty of ball. And we were rewarded four bits for a half time with a Brody Croft try. Lovely work from Watkins, mm-hmm. sent Briley down the wing, inside ball. With a boot to Croft, Croft under the post six all in a game where I thought at the point, I thought Cass deserves to be in front.
1: Yeah, we definitely a bit a bit like the Wakey game a few weeks before. Hmm. I thought they dominated certain spells of that first half and could have edged it. I must have I mean, when we broke down that side, I thought, Oh, it must be CO, it looks like it must be he wasn't even involved, no. But so that was a great try. The Burgess one. Again, like you say, it's one of those things for me where we've gone for it, a play from the scrum. I get that. But what we're doing, we're having one tackle sets and giving Cass six tackles. And then we're having another one tackle. And then we're not making teams work hard enough at times, I don't think, by the way, we play. And I also think a fully fit Budgie scores there. Mm. I think that he was a little bit worried about something going in that corner. I don't, he seemed a little, I don't know. It didn't seem right going over. A bit of a worry. But, you know, you've got to be in them positions anyway. But that, disappointing at that point. But then that, that try was what we can do to teams. That's the Salford we know. You know again, the week before against Lee when brody scored then. That would be up through the middle of them. You know, that that's what we love to see. That's what we all expect. And once it's happened, you think, here we go. We've got these now. And when we didn't. We kind of, again, went back into that forcing ourselves to do things we didn't need to do. But, it was a lovely try that, and I think it it gave me a bit of belief because before that I actually thought this is going to be one of them games that gets away from us. Mm. But
0: from kickoff, Durprey turns the ball over two meters from her own line, scramble defend defence, and the, but then Durprey puts a try-saving tackle to stop the try. So yeah. you know,
1: it makes a mistake but makes up for it in the same set. Yeah, it was a bit like uh, was it Akuila last year at, yeah. at Wire. Away, where it just pops up in the wrong box See, what's he doing there? Yeah. Tackling him? He shouldn't even be there. But obviously, he was that keen to to make amends for the error that he'd made. I can only speak massively highly of him. He's been fantastic. So, for him to make a mistake, you know, it's it's a rarity, and I think he can be let off with that. But yeah, we do that a lot as well. That first set after we've scored, mm. we tend to lose the ball, and and that's that's something we need to tighten up on. Get through that first set. Big kick down the pitch, and let's go and defend down there under the pitch. We're not doing that at the moment. Uh, yeah. But we got away with it.
0: We did. We did. Second half started. Lots of pressure on the cast line. Disallowed try for Salford. It's kind of Chris Atkin goes into collision, comes off him, and I think it was was it Stone or something, dives over to score. Um, it was another 50-50 one for me. I thought if it wasn't on Sky, it's a try. But unfortunately, it is on Sky, and we don't get the points.
1: Yeah, right decision though. You know, that's that's what it's there for. And that's when you can sort of go, yeah, I've seen it. I, I can see what the issue is there. But again, I think just a little bit more thought, a little bit more, slow it down at just a pace mm. and we'll be all right. We can see what's going on. I think everything's done at a million mile an hour. And as I said before, when it works, it's brilliant. But we just make work for ourselves when we do things like that. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a try, and it's you know. But we we I suppose the other thing is we are creating. Yeah, which is important. Obviously, the way
0: rowley ball works, you need to find space and create space out of nothing, really. And and I thought in that second half, I thought we were more in control. Cast did have a disallowed try for knock on. I think it was Mark Sneed kind of tackled him, flipped him over, and lost the ball in collision. Correct decision. Spill. Mm-hmm. We got away one there.
1: Yeah, I think the cast fans were a bit. I think they thought it was a definite, didn't they? And I, I, mm. Straight away, we, we were like, no, he's not. that's not a try. I can't I can't give that. But then you're always a bit, oh, actually, may, maybe you can. Mm. You know, you never know. But yeah, they, they can't, there's a bit of an outcry from their end. But again, I've not I've not seen it back. But I think at the time, I think we all sort of, but yeah, you no, know, he's got that right. I what don't know is- if that's, that was a bit of salt for bias. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what it
0: is, because it's all about just downward pressure in it. And as he as he kind of flipped him over, he just kind of nearly lands on the ball. And you think, has he has he grounded that accidentally? Yeah. Just yeah. falling on the ball. Yeah. Which he hadn't done, which was good for us. Yeah. So yeah. opportunity for us then. We put pressure on Cass. Lovely work from Sneed. Sends Shane right over for a try. We're in front. Twelve six.
1: Yeah, well, not long before Shane was was warming up right in front of us, and I turned to my brother and I went, "There's a try coming here. Shane Wright's coming on. He's a machine at the moment. He's, he just seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's, he's in some form. He's, I think he's a top player, me Shane Wright. I think he's one of those players, along with Stone at times, but certainly Shane Wright. You need in your team. He does a lot of the dirty work, the horrible stuff. You know, the hard tackling, and he, he don't. You won't always get the glory, but at the moment, he is doing." cropping up in the right place. But that again, that's because he's reading the game that well. He knows where to be. He did it really well at, at, when, when we, we, we batted Hull at, at the at the KCOM a, few, what, a month back or whatever it was. That day, you could see his movement because we were behind him. You could see where he was planning to be and what he, he just reads the game really well and he's, he's a proper asset. But yeah, that was the try that, and from that point on, I felt confident, which, which strangely, I think it did for most of the second half, even though we weren't particularly at the races. Mm. I just thought, we've got, we're in control. We can still win this. And I thought, we could probably score at any time in a a way that, even though we couldn't, it felt like we could. Yeah. We were creating again and and then, but that's, yeah, that was, I mean, that was a good try. And it, it just, I think that broke cast a little bit then. I think they kind. Of, I think they may have thought the same thing. I think they might have thought it
0: was game over. Yeah, they did come again. Briley with another try yeah. of The afternoon we kind of held the cast player up over over the line. It's all about big moments for me in seasons, and and you look back when we do like a review of the season, and you might forget moments like that. Yeah. But they are big moments because Cas go over there. It's twelve apiece. It's all back in the melting pot with ten minutes to go. So that big play. Makes a difference, keeps us in front, and obviously, like you said at that point, I thought Caseds went a bit, and we took advantage.
1: Yeah, and like I mean, Ryan, there uh, he's done that a few times this season. Them, them last ditch tackles, I know, he did. But he got Simbin at lay again, but the actual tackle that he got Simbin for was was sensational. You know, it's a definite try for, for all money, and he stopped him. So again, this week doing that, and that's his job. But again, it's it is like you say. Like I said, with Shane Wright doing them dirty little bits that you don't see or yeah. you don't, you won't remember, like you just said, and that's exactly what he's done there. And yeah, I mean, I think he's been, I think he's been really good recently, Ryan. Right? I think he's, he's he's blossomed even more in the last, you know, obviously the last twelve months. But it's that that side of his game that I think's massively improved. He's always been a threat going forward, but defensively now, again, another player is reading the game really well and and being in the right place at the right time, and that's what you need from your fallback because. You know, he is the last line. Yeah. So three penalties to Cass. We got in position.
0: Max knee kicks kicks a penalty. 14-6. And the last 10 minutes, then Cass huffed and puffed, but we were in the right place at the right time to diffuse the pressure and took the points.
1: Yeah, I think defensively we were we were very secure, weren't we? Again. When you look at the score and you're keeping opposition down to as few points as possible in 80 minutes, it's a great effort. It really is. We we put a lot of work in, uh, a lot of tired bodies. We'd had a short turn around. I think Cass had, had an extra two days on us, you know. And with our squad being as small as it is, it's, it, it's a massive effort that. And uh, some of the work rate from some of the players. I mean, you could see them dropping. They were they're out on the feet, and you know the likes of. Uh, Ollie Partington just being back in the squad and people like that, and obviously we lost uh, um, Danny Addy as well. He, you know, a lot of work being put in by a lot of players. There, Stone was defensively. I think he was everywhere at, at times. So, yeah, it's a big effort, and that's what wins your games, and that's what gets you into playoffs and, and, and big finals and semi-finals. And I think it's proving already that we're not playing well as such, but we're winning. That's three on the on the bounce that we've done that. We've we've just hung in there and we've got the, we've got the result and there'll be the games that get us into the playoffs at the end of the year. Um, you know it's all right when we've got the champagne stuff flowing when the sun's out and whatever else, but it's nights like that that'll that'll lead us to to where we want to be.
0: Yep. We spoke to Kurt Haggerty, Tyler Dupree, and Andy Akers after the game, and this is what they had to say. So I'm joined by uh, Tyler Dupree. Good win today.
2: Yeah, yeah, good win. Uh, we're a hard-fought win. Um, I think I think we uh, we didn't play how we normally play, but like you say, a win's a win, so...
0: Yeah, wasn't flashy, but your ground a result. How, how important is that
2: character-wise for this team? Uh, yeah, I think it's massive. I think I think we show that we don't have to be flashy to win games. Um, we just need to be consistent in what we do and just stick with the game. 80 minutes, so we don't, we don't have 10 minutes off or anything like that. We just need to be an 80-minute team.
0: Yeah, fifth in the league, two wins on the spin. How far can this team go?
2: Well, we proved last year that we could get to semi final so obviously we're always trying to do that one better and get to grand final. Uh, I think as a team, we're just taking it week by week. We're taking it win by win, loss by loss each day as it comes. So hopefully we've got the end goal in sight, but we're we're not focusing on that yet.
0: And how about yourself? Obviously selected for the England train-on squad today. Excited about that?
2: Yeah, yeah, really excited. Uh, I feel quite honoured to be be selected. I had a bit of a lump in my throat when I found out, so uh, yeah, it's a massive honour for me and my family.
0: Yeah, Uh, Catalan next then leeds i think then saints a yeah. uh, big test big opportunity
2: yeah yeah we've got a tough run of games now but we can't just be a team that plays against bottom six teams and play consistently well we have to play against everyone there's 12 teams in this league and we have to beat everyone so brilliant cheers join us and good luck thank
3: you brilliant mate well done yeah. right do
2: like i
4: say good i guess he joins me that was a, a tough old game that tonight, wasn't it?
0: It
3: was, yeah. It was. Uh, good teams went ugly and we, we found a way to win We wasn't perfect. We could have defended better at times, but we certainly had enough to come away with a win. And, you know, we've played short-term against a good lead team as well, so we've, we've almost on a mini-easter mini period, so we're happy with the win.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as you said, it's been a short term round after that league game. How important was it to get that win
3: in front of the home supporters tonight? Well, yeah, we wanted to go back to my wins again. That was big for us, especially being the second game at home, which is massive because we want to do it for tall fans, like you say. So, yeah, we're really happy.
4: Yeah, did you expect that from Castle for tonight? They've been improving, haven't they? They were tough, weren't they, and dogged.
3: Yeah, we know at we Castleford there's a lot of good players in that team no matter how how, how their form is we know that we have to be on it to beat teams there are a lot of footballers in their team so we had to make sure we were competent and defended and then we knew we'd score enough points to get the win
4: Oliver parents have come back tonight good to seeing him back in the team
3: Yeah, fantastic he's yeah, always been brilliant for the group and you know it's great to have him out there because he's great than his value in the defence so it's great to have him back out there absolutely
4: Shane Wright of the match he's another standout player he was good last week at Lee wasn't he you've got a good
3: in there in him Yeah he has been very good, mate. He can play back row, he can play middle, he can even go at centuries that athletically good. So, yeah, we're really happy with how Shane's progressing and he's really valued in the team. You've got another home game
4: coming up now. have got a ni- nice break now, I suppose, haven't you? I think it's a Sunday game, isn't it? So, it's a week on Sunday we play Catalan, so uh, it gives you a bit of time to rest the bodies. Cause it's been a tough tough few weeks with the Easter game as well, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And Brodie Cross has uh, been a bit cropped as well for a couple of weeks, so... There's a few bodies that need a rest and a bit of a break, and it's a well-earned break in my opinion, so yeah, so we'll be refreshed and ready for Catalan.
4: Thanks very much for speaking to us today, Kurt. Enjoy yeah. the weekend, mate. No problem. Right, I'd like to say, Andy, a tough game that today. You've had a tough few weeks, haven't you? But you're ready for the rest now, you know, game next Sunday, but that was a tough old game today.
2: Yeah, yeah,
5: we knew um, Castleford obviously. Um, they've, not, they've not had the best start of the season, so we knew they were going to come out firing, but... In them times like that, in them games like that, we need to keep our standards high and raise our standards. We're doing it at likes against like Wigan and, and, and teams like that. So we just we just need to keep our standards high, focus on ourselves and stay in the grind and not fall off and stop stop playing so so stupid at times so yeah we, we, we just take the positives out of that game now and move on to Catalan next Sunday
4: Has it been frustrating at some of the home games this season because it's been tough down here you seem to have better away from home
5: Yeah 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 yeah. it's, tr- it's true yeah yeah but th- we've got a good support to be honest with you we've got a good support like the fans behind the sticks really get behind us and stuff like that so um, yeah it, it, like I said earlier it's just we just need to keep our standards at high and just, just focus on us. Really. I
4: suppose you're not going to win every game play like playing flamboyant rugby. Sometimes in rugby, it's tough. You've got to grind it out. Teams are going to come and be tough. I think Castleford. I didn't expect them to be as as, as tough as they were yeah. today, but their defence was was solid. You had a lot of ball in that first half, and they dealt the with wow. you, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's like we've got kind of an underdog mentality,
5: really. It's it's everywhere we go. It's sometimes like we have we have a lot of calls against us, but. Like I said, we don't we don't feel sorry for ourselves. We just we just got to focus on us now. It's a long season. You know, the weather will start picking up soon, and no excuses here. But like, like I say, it's two points. It's two points. We've got two back-to-back wins. Yeah, and obviously looking to, to to back it up against Catalan on
4: Sunday. Yeah, ten points already, five wins. What do you think, Paul to you after the game? Is he pleased with the start he made? Because it's a good, solid start, there
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, like I said, it's two points, isn't it? It's it's he's obviously happy with the two points. Obviously, we all know and he knows that we can be better in areas and. If we, if we if we just keep grinding and working hard in training like that, you know, yeah. I'm sure we'll we we'll, we'll, we'll go
4: far on. Nice, well. Thanks a lot for speaking no to us, Andy. Take Cheers. care, mate.
0: Cheers, pal. So all three, Paul, like you said, the result was important, and mm. they're ready to go for the next
1: next challenge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's job done. That's all you do. You move on. I mean, we we said straight at the end of the game. We said it after the Wakefield game actually that doesn't it doesn't matter once you've got the two points. At the end of the season, I'm not, I'm not looking back at that. I'm looking at the table going, well, that's where we're going to... You know, that's where we've finished. Mm. Um, we might not be vintage Salford right now, but we're winning. And that's all, that's all that matters. And, and it is, it's that grit and determination that's going to stand us in good stead. Because there'll be times later on in the season where we need to rely on that again. And we've got that in the bank. It's a memory thing. We know we can trust each other. I mean, some of our goal line defence has been outstanding this mm. season really has a couple of bits we need to you know we need to tighten up on but other than that and I think the players have got to be really proud of their efforts because like I say some of them players they're still carrying knocks you can tell they're not 100% fit but they're putting their hand up and going out every week and and putting in effort like that and later in the season when we are perhaps flowing a little bit better and players are in in better health maybe it's gonna it can only it can only put us in good stead really
0: yeah, uh, looking at the stats, top tacklers: Callum Watkins thirty five, Max Sneed twenty five, Andy Akers thirty nine, Sam Stone thirty six, and Shane Wright thirty four. Uh, was doing a lot of work, and Max Need getting stuck in as well.
1: Yeah, I think I think he's been targeted. Need I noticed that the other night? Um, I was looking at his uh, his stats on the Super League site the other day, and he's. He does give away a few penalties, so maybe that's one of the things that they're looking at, targeting. Maybe he holds down a little bit much or he loses his hand in or whatever he does to slow the play the ball down. Because obviously, he's not the biggest, so he's going to lose collision quite a bit, so he's got to try a little bit more to hold on. And he has got a few missed tackles in him. So, they've obviously looked at that and targeted him, which is, which is you know, good coaching, that's what you want. You know, I want it the other way around. And you target their half-back, tire him out, make him do more work, take the sting out of him. Because you know he's he's the one that's going to lead us around the pitch, mm. um, but he's still he's got a decent game. So yeah, but a lot of tackles there for a, for a half back. Yeah, um, talking about your your makers: uh,
0: Ryan Briley, 105, kensey 141, Joe Burgess, 125, Rowley Croft 114, Sam Sam Stone 105, Shane Wright 96, uh, Matty Costello 107, and Andy Ackers 76.
1: Yeah, it seems like all the backs really. There. Yeah. The, backs, the forwards not really dominating in, in the way they should. Pat. But again, like I said, we have got we have got a smallish pack, and it does. You do see it as the game goes on. how we struggle sometimes to get out of our own twenty and thirty. It's, it's you know them relying on a kick that doesn't go far enough, and and that we're back on the back foot. That's that's something that we know is an issue. You know, Paul Rowley and Blades, everybody knows. We'd love to to find a solution. You know. anyone knows any international props that are free and don't want pain (laughs) well you know we'll happily take them um i don't think it's going to happen so we've just got to work keep doing what we're doing and again like i say we're not making massive meters but we're winning games so we're doing something right and when we do get within you know 20 30 meters of the opposite the opponent's line we're a real danger real threat and i that's where i always think we're going to go over i get excited Mm. straight away we just need to get out of our own half in the first place just got to get there aren't we? Yeah. Really. Yeah. And that's, for me, that's the worry.
0: Like you said, when we get within 40 yards of their line, we're, we're, it's in our red zone, we're there, but it's just getting there and teams know that. So they kind of slow us down or squeeze us a bit and we can't get out quick enough. But, here we are moaning, pack. We're fifth in the league. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? We're on 10 points or something. We're going, oh, you can't get out of our old
1: 20. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good place to be. And This mm. is what I said, you know, put it onto social media after the game. That, like I've already said, it's not we're not playing that well, they're not great performances. We've played average in the last few games, we're winning. Mm. If you can play poorly and win, I mean, especially the other week at Lee, you know, you're going away playing poorly and winning. Yeah, that's, that's magic. I've waited all my life for this, <laughs> I've, I've watched Salford promised so much and, and you know threatened to be something and now we're, we are a, a real team you know mm. we're we dangerous and like I've been saying once we get things right once we click once again I think you might see what we saw last year in that back end of the season when we went on that run I think we can do it again I really do I think we, we're we possibly even stronger this year um, so just, just get bodies fit and we'll you know we're a good team yeah I think
0: I get to say there's people not coming back immediately but they're on the horizon so yeah like you say longer at the back end of the season we'll have bodies that are fresher in the in key games won't we so we're hoping that's that's the way it plays out big thanks for free word match reports man of the matches Mark great defensive display right Patrick Conley another two points Briley Nicholas Fletcher just need polish Briley SR Richmond some organisation please Briley Dave H, hard-fought victory, Briley. Craig Cartler, stupidly short turnaround, Briley. I Suppose that is a big factor. Cause obviously, you know rugby league is a tough sport, and if you're not getting your rest in between games, then it would affect your performance on that second game. I suppose that's the thing with Easter I mean, having two games in like three days. It it took a lot of the players this this year didn't do that, but like you like Craig said, uh, it was a short turnaround, and that uh, might, might have been a factor.
1: Well yeah, I mean it is any and, and th- you know the, the difference is that like I've already said, Cass basically had two days extra on us to get bodies right, to have an extra training session in there, to do whatever you needed to do. We we didn't get that, and it seems a bit unfair really that we cancel the Easter fixture, one of the Easter fixtures, and yet we still end up playing two games in a short turnaround. It shouldn't it shouldn't be like that. That was the reason for dropping the other fixture. So I think we we're harshly done, you know, done two there, but um Again, you know, we've come through it and now we've got a decent gap to the next game, which which is going to help us. But, um, yeah, I think so. I think with, with the injuries we've gotten, like I've said, I think players are still carrying knocks. It's them efforts that, you know, that are going to put us in a good place.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tom, kitchen, short turnaround, survive. Bryler, Gene Griffin, half fork win, Costello. Aifra, points, not performance. Right, Jacob, Gallon, wins a win. Bryler, Les. Keenan running on empty, Briley. Colin Wilson, ground out, wind right. Trev, very fatigued players, right. Chairman Bob, he said two more points, Briley. Richard Martin, wins a win, Briley. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow never knows, tough to watch. Ricky Peen, dog's in sale, better team won, Briley. I need to get in there slowly. And she said, Briley. Natalie Taylor doing it tough, right. Paul Whiteside's mate, royal A uh, hard-fought victory. Briley, Dom Hall, we're winning ugly, Briley. Mm. So yeah. when you look at all the the 3 match reports there, Parker, they're all kind of the same. It was a it was a tough, a tough game. Mm. We got the result we wanted, and we go on go on to the next one. That's what like I said, That's what top teams do. It's that siege mentality in it of we've won, we go for the next one rather than think about what we've done and and deflate. It's about staying in the zone and going again.
1: Yeah, well, when, you know, winning will breed more. Winning, let's be honest, that's, mm. that's how it works. But the other thing is, and we've said it a few times on here in the last, you know, two years, three years, whatever, that uh, the Salford of old would lose games like that. Mm. Quite convincingly, probably, we'd fall apart. We wouldn't have stayed in the arm wrestle. We would have lost out, The you know, lost interest. We wouldn't, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have had the threat. And now we, we are we're coming out the other side of these games winning. I mean, let's not forget this is this is Castleford. Who, who, you look at our record against Castle over the years, and it's been pretty woeful a lot of the time. Mm. Five years ago, we'd have been we'd have been over the moon with a with a win at, you know against against yeah. now we, Again, like you say, we're having a bit of a not a whinge, but you know we, we were not brilliant. We weren't. Doesn't matter. Mm. We're winning. We're getting through these games, and there'll be more to come like that. And it is... This is this is the thing now. It's building momentum. It's winning games. It's getting used to winning games. Something that we as fans and as a club are not really used to. You know, we all right. We've had a good few years on and off, but as a rule, you know, we don't win. We we, we lose more than we win. And at the moment, you know, we're going along really well. We're edging these games, these tight matches. And, and like I say, I think there's just more to come from us.
0: Yeah, so let's move on now to the reserves. They were at home at the Salford City Stadium community pitches on Saturday. They beat London 60 points to 24, Parker. It was a good game. I thought Salford started well, put pressure on London, went eight points up. Lovely try from Nathan Connell. They missed touch, a bit of sort of fancy play, and then Connell went down
1: the wing to score to make it 8-0 after 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at the result in itself, and you just think, "Wow, that's massive." And I looked at the team lineup before before the game, and I thought, "There's a bit of experience in there." You know, we've got certainly the back row. I think it was it Dixon, Longstaff, and and Heliwell Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's not bad. All three of them have played, you know, Super League this year. They're, they're all, you know, good first team players, if you like. So, I mean, good to keep them moving, but it shows that maybe things are improving. Squad wise, fitness wise, that we've got players like that playing in the reserves, and you know, obviously, will be more in the next few weeks as players come back. Hopefully, it's a good start to the game. And again, it's, it's these young lads as well who are still yeah. learning. You know, a lot of these lads aren't. You know, not, there's not a lot of experience in in those players, and yet they come. They're, they're learning. They're getting better every week. You know, we said this last year about the reserves that it's it's going to be a big steep learning curve for them because we don't have that academy system. So it's, it's a massive step between the two. And you're coming up against, like I just mentioned there, the three guys we've got in our back row, you're going to be playing against them in other squads. Um, you know, you go up against Saints and Wigan and Warrington with the, the depth of, of squad they've got. And these lads have got to learn quickly. And that, that just shows that they are doing.
0: Yeah. They were very good. I thought Billy Walkley was great. You know, really good. You know, speed, ability, up on the scoring for us after, after seven minutes. But like you said, we had long staff. He was, he was very good. Very good, long staff. He set up a try for Cooper and Franklin, and then Jack Stevens. He assisted, I think it was Unsworth, to go over. A lovely kind of Chris Atkin against Lee, sort of putting his face through the, through the wall for Unsworth to go and score. And then Billy Walkley scored his second. we were 26 to up with uh, 35 minutes gone
1: I mean that's, that's not a bad start to a game, is it? No. Uh, and what, from that point then, you control the game, don't you? Hmm. You should never be losing games, and know teams do, we should never lose games from there. You just you do the basics from there and build because they're going to be chasing a game. they they're the ones that will probably make more mistakes, uh, but I mean that, that walkley he, he seems like he's going he can be a real star. Hmm. I know, I know. The club have got you know, Paul. Always mentioned him in the past, and they've got real hope for them. But they're still very raw in, in rugby league terms, you know. But again, it's just it just shows the the progress that our club's made as well. Bringing hmm. them in, finding this talent because we we you know we do struggle in Salford to do that. So we have to go further afield, and, and we've picked up what looks like a really good player there, and he's scoring tries, he's he's setting up tries as well. Things like that make make. It looks bright. It might take him another, you know, 12 months, maybe even longer to, to, to break through, but he's there. He's, mm. he's another one of these, you know, hopefully off the, one of these new ones off the production line for
2: us.
0: Yeah. So London scored just on half-time. Half-time are waiting up. Waiting in front, 26-6. Bit of scrappy start, second half. London scored two tries. One was a crash ball. Another was like an interception. We intercepted the ball from them ran about 30 yards, looked to throw it out to the winger, and then they intercepted the ball on 40 metres somewhere under the post. Everyone was looking at each other like, what happened there? So, yeah. uh, at that point, we were up 26-18, but London had the wins in the sales, which is kind of, you think to yourself, you've gone first star performance 26-0 up, but you've let London back in, which would have been a concern, I think, for, for Stuart Wilkinson. But, I suppose this is what it is this what reserve team rugby is it's about learning the experiences and and sort of building better
1: for it absolutely and that's what I'm saying the the, the younger lads are learning a lot hmm. you know from from playing in these games and the other thing is I mean I I've, I've not seen the game but I mean London from what I, I've seen and read are developing a lot of talent at the moment Uh, I mean, they've got you know 10 million people to pick from. It's you know it's not bad as a catchment area, Um, and they get you know they've got some real athletes and that kind of thing. And they just need the rugby league smarts putting into it. So as much as you know you think, oh, it's only only London, I think at at that level, I think they're probably stronger than they would be at a first team level if you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they've got a lot of talent coming through, Uh, and we've seen it in recent years. The ones that have moved north, you know, we had. Quite a bit of success with picking up players, so um, yeah, I think it's it's easy to, to think, oh, you know, you're only playing London, you shouldn't, you should, they shouldn't be in the game, um, you know, when you've gone twenty odd up or whatever. But like I say, they've got they've got athletes, and they've got once once they learn the game a little bit more, they they you know again, I think they could be a real threat for the future if they can get these players, you know, can keep them coming through because they can't all play football, mm. they can't all be you know, and there's a big population there to pick from.
0: Yeah, so we were looking for a spark at that point, Parker, and we found it uh, through Billy Walkley again. Quick round the ruck, uh, Walkley made a break. Looks like he was going to going around the fullback, kind of fell over himself. But from the sort of the next set, we went over for the score, and then it was kind of a, a snowball effect from then on.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's where you, you know you start to blow him away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's about it's about. Staying in the arm wrestle during them tough periods when London were coming back, yeah. scoring points, not losing your, your marbles, not you know not thinking starting to panic, and then you just need that one that one bit of impetus from somewhere, you know, like I say a bit of smart play from one player or or you know whatever uh, or a penalty or something just to turn the game a little bit, turn it, turn it on its head, and and then you can start to to dominate again, and you've broke the opposition, you know they've had their chance, they've seen it go, and then it's. It's hard to get into that mentality of go again. Mm. Try and get back at them again when you you know, a couple of scores down. Very difficult. And and you know, to be fair, London, they've travelled quite a way to, to be here on the day. So um you know, maybe a bit of weariness as well from that point.
0: Yeah. So basically we scored four tries in ten minutes then. Um Connell, Stevens and Rudd just pulling levers all over the show. Uh, Forward running hard, London just running off the feet, really. Um, which is great because obviously, like you said, we were in front. We let them back in, but we, we we saw it. We we went up a gear, like you said. We found a way, uh, which was great. I'm sure Stuart Wilkins would have been happy with that. There's lots, obviously, lots of things they'll be unhappy about and they want to improve because that's what it's all about. It's, you're never going to get the perfect performance, but for that ten minute period in that
1: second half, we were ruthless. I mean, and that, that's the, that's the other side to it. He's, he's learning, you know. like you said before, he's learning how to win hmm. gained. You know, you come through the struggle now. You know how do we how do we make this game easy for ourselves? I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Jack Stevens. Every time mm. I've seen him, he's really he always impresses me. Uh, I'd love to see him kick on. You know, but again, still all really young. He's got he got plenty of time on the side yet, and with with the likes of Jack Stevens, you can learn off. You know, Mark Snead and Brodie Croft that, that, that those roles. I mean, two great players to be. You know. Sort of supporting, if you like Chris Atkin, another one that you could. I mean, if if you could get seventeen Chris Atkins every week, you'd be in a you know a decent position, and that's that's what these lads have got to aim for. Um, but they still like the, the main thing is it's not always about the result at the moment. Mm. It's a it's about learning the game, and it's a, not just learning the game, but but the competitiveness and how to win games, how to come through tough periods in games, uh, and again they've done that. And like you say, Stu Wilkinson. I've been, He'll be happy enough with that. He, that's, that's what you want. And, another, you know, it's two points on the board. It doesn't matter who you're playing or, or whatever. You, you've just got to win the game. And it's it's been tough for our lads for the last few years, like I said, because we are inexperienced. We are young. A lot of these players would probably be academy players at the moment. And they've taken a step up and playing against men. And and they're doing okay. And that's, you know, it's another good result.
0: Yeah. So London scored at the death. But the final score was Salford, 60. London 24. Happy days. Congratulations, lads. Good win. Let's roll on to the next one. So let's now talk about our ladies. Paul, their first Super League game, Super League 2 game, was against Casford Tigers away from home and they came away victorious, beating Casford 20 points to 8. What a great win for Chris Beat's ladies.
1: What a start. What mm-hmm. a start. Absolutely. You know, a phenomenal Great performance Really was a great performance i watching it today Strangely And The, the, the forwards Our forwards oh. Were absolutely brilliant We just Dominated The, the metres we made I mean When we're watching The first team at the moment You're you going We can't get out of our 20 These girls had no problem mm. I, they, they were knocking Cass all over the place At Weldon Road You know it, It's a tough place To go and, go and play your rugby And they and they were face Cass You know They, they weren't They weren't going to be pushovers but for, how, how to kick off your super league campaign I, it was it, it was brilliant they, they laid the platform then forwards so some of the stuff from from acting half as well was was brilliant got us on the front foot and then you've got three quarters and like we've got you're going to score points and we did i mean you look at the final score i know we'll talk about it but it, it was basically all tries yeah you know so you, you tag on the extras and you it's a big, it's a big away win, a big away win. First game up, it, it was brilliant. When I was watching it, I was so, they, they, they've improved again from where they were last year. You can see it's slicker. It's a lot times last year, they were a bit sort of staccato, a bit stops. Players maybe thinking too much when they've got the ball, and it, it seemed more natural. Mm. I, I thought the, the the ball flowed really well through hands, got it to the right people at the right time. And you could see some of the the movement. I mean, Lucy McKeon at fullback I mean, I thought she was absolutely just a threat all the way through the game. She was sensational. But the, you watch the position she's picking up, how she's dropping out at the back of the play and then just making that overlap. And then, the, the I mean, the long passing out to the winger and things like that. I mean, we that's something that's been learned. And mm-hmm. again, these girls are still learning. A lot of them still fresh to the game. But brilliant performance. Great way to kick the season off.
0: Yeah. Chris Bates talks about shape a lot and he could see it. They, they were set up to go either yeah. way, which is important because obviously you've got Louise Fellon, you've got Sam, Sam Evans, both pulling levers. You've got your forwards going forward like some Medin Cundeliff, Serena de Matau, Abby Collins, Hannah Wicks, Maharris, mm. Harris, uh, Emerald Hickey, sort of go forward, forwards and yeah. Castleford just couldn't deal with it. Just couldn't deal with it with the ferocity, I, I thought. First set, Taz forces an error. We get the ball back. Lovely switch from left to right. Uh, mm. Kinney finds uh, Lucy McKeon, and we, all, we know what they, what we say. Rhythm is an answer. <laughs> McKeon is the answer, and she scores the first stu- Super League try for South Devils Ladies.
1: Yeah, they created space really well. Mm. They did. They just got them outnumbered. Great thinking. And again, it is that shape that you've mentioned there. It was it was how we move the ball and how we move bodies. Cast just weren't ready for that at all, and an early strike. You know, saying that the men, the men's team, don't score first. Well, clearly the ladies' team do.
3: Yeah,
0: it was like when they played in the, in the was it a League Cup against Alton. That first five minutes, they just swarmed them, yeah. which was was great. Didn't kick the goal. We still we, we were in control though. Louise mm. Fellonum kicked over the top, forced a, a dropout. drop out, and then from the next set, Sam Evans going from right to left about ten meters out, shaped to throw a long ball to I think it was Kate Gary. Sort of adapted, popped it up to Helena Walker who scored. Who went through a gap, scored a first yeah. try for Soul for sofa Devils. Wonderful bit of vision I thought from, from Evans to to tweak it to find the better the better runner and so for rating it up.
1: Yeah, I think that, that's what another one of those things that I was saying about how, how the girls have improved last season. I think that ball would have just got thrown mm. to to the next player. You know what I mean? And that would have been play all. You know, but she again, like you say, she she read the play. She read the game. Yeah, yeah. She she'd see, she played what was in front of her. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, it was a, Yeah, not an easy try. You never say an easy try. A try is always difficult to score, but it was made a lot easier by by that play. Be, very smart thinking. And again, this, this is what I mean. We we seem to have moved up a grade again, and and first game of the season. You know, you still got to click. You got to match. doing things in training very easy. Mm. Doing it in a match day when there's someone there waiting to to try and smash you is a different matter. Um, but yeah, another another really well worked try.
0: Yeah. So Cass came back into it. They scored shortly after. Sort of a long ball. We got caught under it. They went over in the corner. But we're still in front 8-4. And then Salford extended their lead. Try from Alex Simpson. Come back across the green. Sort of jinked our way through. And uh, we were in front
1: 12-4. Yeah, and previous to that, and it happened quite a lot, was was our defence.
0: Mm.
1: It was absolutely, you know, we, we were put under pressure at times. And the, the defence was absolutely solid. And, you know, it wasn't just scrambling. It was all it was organised defence. Yeah, yeah. Two or three in, in the tackle and during the game, there's a couple of last ditch ones as well, but the, the defense we, we just sort of stifled Cass.
6: Mm.
1: And we you know we had pressure on our line and we'd go at the other end. And uh, you create that space. And again, tired Cass out a little bit, took a bit of sting out of him. But yeah, another an, another well-worked, you know, well-worked try, good thinking, good vision. I think that was the main thing from that, you know, spotting the gaps. But yeah, another another fantastic try.
0: Yeah. Salford next on the score sheet from uh, for Taz Curran. Lovely work from Abby Collins, Lucy McKeown, found space and then Taz did what Taz does from the, uh, from the play, the ball scooted over and Salford were in front at
1: 16-4. Yeah, I think it was a bit cheeky, that one, wasn't it? Mm. When she went through. I think even she was surprised to see that gap. And yeah. Go, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go there then. <laughs> uh, but again, like you say, yeah, I mean, Lucy had set that, that play up. And again, the other thing was that the speed of the play the ball yeah we had them on the back foot get the ball played let's get over you know right. don't think about it don't but they're there they're ready to support and she's looked up seen the play and seen the gap and just thought I'm just I'm just going over there that's you know probably again not a simple try, but it's it, it's it's because she spotted it it's the vision
0: yeah and then just on half time show and go from Taz wonderful break Ball was moved from right to left. Forward pass though landed in Steph yeah. Gray's hands. Forward passes in given. She sails yeah. over, and it's party time in it. But we go in 16-4 at half-time, away from home at Castleford. Big statement that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you said that about Steph. I thought Steph had an, a, an unbelievable game. Mm. I thought she was she was really really good. Strong running, great defence, and always a threat. You know, and again that that link up with with Lucy coming in. In from full back into the line, creating that space, it, mm. it's just going to suit Steph all year. That that's that's how she's you know she wants it. You give her half a gap, she's going to go. But yeah, at that point, you're thinking, you know, it's, it's going to be game over. I remember following it actually on Twitter at the time as it was going. And I thought this could end up anything. Mm. It seemed to be a try every few minutes. But knowing the second half, we had a we had a barren spell. It got yeah, a bit, it got a bit trickier. He did. Second half, Cass come out, and
0: started to fire. But like I said, our defence stood, yeah. and that, yeah. and that's you don't mind, if you're in the war zone. If you're all stay, if you all stay in, then that's all that matters, isn't it? And and I thought they were tremendous. Yeah, Cass scored the first try. Of the second half, the scramble was there. They just had too many bodies for us. Basically, yeah. they went over in the corner. We managed to find a second wind at that point, forcing a few errors from Cass. Because we pinned them in. I think it was someone like maybe Sam Evans kicked the ball deep and pinned him in there 20. And at that point, with about maybe 25 minutes to go, we revved up then. And for me, Cass weren't going out of their half oh. at that point, um, which was great because obviously, like you say, Cass are home. They're at home. Mm. They're the ones that are chasing the game. And if they're struggling to get out of the 20 because of our intensity, that's, that's only a good
1: thing. Yeah, some of the hits in that period when we had them in, you know, locked in their twenty, their thirty, you know, we forcing the error. You know, they were getting up, they were dropping the ball, they play, the ball that you could see that they were a bit wary about, you know, well, where are we going here? How are we going to get through this? Mm. Uh, I know you mentioned earlier on off air that they, they seem to keep targeting the same side for some bizarre yeah. reason, which we were getting no joy from every time they were getting nailed, and it was a bit like you need to sort of have a look at that because you're going the wrong way because you're not mm. going to get through this side. Um And there's a lot of that. But what, one thing I've got to mention was they, they made a break down the wing, Cass, right yeah, in front of the main stand. And I think it was Lucy McKeown. But whoever it was, was like a missile. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely destroyed this girl on the on the wing and put her into touch, lost the ball. We got the ball back. And again, that was another moment, I think, that Cass went, well, we're not going to score. We're not getting through these again now because <laughs> that, I mean... She was away that winger. She looked like she was. She was pretty rapid, and all of a sudden, this this body comes from nowhere, and it was like I, I would I I watched like I, said, I watched it this afternoon. Actually, I was cheering. Mm. Oh, it was a week ago. This I, mean, should, yeah, I don't <laughs> know what happens, but it was. I don't I, can, I don't know who it was. It may it may have been Lucy at fullback. It was somebody covering, but it was a great tackle.
0: I tell you, it was it was Lucy McKeon and Broken Evans. Um, Brogan Evans come from the centre and. McKeon came from obviously the fullback and clabbered her in it a touch, like He said, "I found out." Chris Bates said that Rogen has made 46 tackles wow. on uh, on Sunday wow. and 16 carries. He said, which is phenomenal. And she's playing loose forward now. She when she used to play in the I can change up but they moved her yeah. to to loose forward. I think it works. Obviously, round yeah. the rook, running against sort of bigger forwards, she's she's stepping them, just gone, and they're the struggling yeah. to to keep hold of day.
1: That's some effort. That that's a massive, massive stint. Um, mm. I didn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have realised that forty odd tackles. Mm. You must have got stuck in. But you could. I mean, you could say every time they got the ball, there's like a, a hunger from 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 the girls to to, to go and hit him, go mm. and get them. You know, we're not giving you any space, and that's it's a complaint I do have with the first team, with the men's team that. We seem to hold back in defence a little bit, and I understand that if you're running forward ten, running back ten, you're going to get tired quicker. But sometimes you need to stop them making meters, mm. and once you get a roll on, it's very difficult to do. They didn't get a chance with the girls. They didn't. Every time they got the ball, there was two or three swarmed in and putting them down. Like I say, some of the hits were were, were massive, really big hits, and you could see the cast girls getting up, thinking, "I don't really want this." <laughs> It's, you're, not, you're not wrong, Parker. You're
0: not wrong. We did have chances in attack. We had, I think it was four big chances, a couple of knock-ons, a couple of thrown in touch, obstruction. But positivity is we're making yeah. these chances, aren't we? It's not like we're, we're struggling to make things happen. And that's that's must sort of excite Chris Bates that he's got a group of players there who can make
1: things happen. Yeah, well, like I say, it's the first game of the season. Hmm things aren't going to stick every time and again a bit like the first you know the men's team as soon as it does it could be devastating you yeah, yeah. know there may be bigger challenges to come i'm not sure of where castleford ranking you know in that super league two as in a quality team mm. i would have thought they'd be fairly decent i mean castleford is just rugby league isn't it it's, it's what they do men women child doesn't really matter so you know it's a great start but we uh, yeah I, th- I think we just at times we out infuse them as well yeah. Not just outskilled them and everything. It was about how how much we wanted it, and you could see when we scored and when we put it again, how how you know the girls got together, how delighted they were. And I, it's only positive signs, and you know the, the there is a, a long way to go in the season yet, but it's a great start. Yeah. So ten minutes
0: to go. Uh, ball steal. Sreenima Matau made a made a sort of mm. burst. Uh, yep. Louise him gave it to Steph Gray. Steph Gray goes over in the corner, and we're uh,
1: we're twenty eight up with. Seven minutes ago Yeah it was a good run That mm. she, she put in there She made big to Straight away, You know And they put them On the back foot And then It was You know was Just get the ball wide we, We'd numbered them No problem But that, that run Put them on the back foot I think It took about Three or four of them Out of the game Totally The three were hanging on One girl I think was on the floor That she just You know Run over um, And then from there Again Quick play the ball but Everybody being in the right place Ready mm. Not what do we do now? It's it's there, and I'd uh, like to say, like I said before, Steph with a with a bit bit of space, she's, she's going to score. Yeah, uh, great to see her again this year, isn't it? Because you know, obviously, got a bit of bad luck and whatever last year, but yeah, I think just just from that first game alone, I, I, I'm excited to see what comes next.
0: Yeah. So basically, Cass kicked off, got the ball back after short kickoff, and then Amadar our line then for about six minutes. They had four sets back to back. Our scramble defence was unreal, which kept them out. Because obviously, at that point, if they score there, you're on 2014 with five minutes to go, and it's all back in the mix. So, for us to sort of withstand that pressure shows that we'll score the try. But if we need to dig in, we can.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But like I was going to say, you know, before about the. We we missed we missed the goal kicks. We know that you, you put them over, the margins really quite big. Yeah, yeah, and and you wouldn't be worried at the end of that game. And I, I'm not I'm not one to criticise his you know goal kicking at all. I don't think he's I think he's a, dif- a difficult thing to do. You don't always know the conditions. You know when you're in the stand or whatever, you don't always feel the wind out there or whatever's going on, and, and the pressure to to bang them over. Um, and our regular kicker obviously not there. Which is a you know an issue, but you don't carry a kicker. You, you can. not I'd rather carry a good player than than someone who can just kick. That's, there's no point. So I think the scoreline line probably looked a little bit closer than it was, but I think I think we dominated. I thought we were we were a lot better than Cass.
0: Yeah. So talk about kicking, Parker. So my Harris got high, and um, Sam Evans got the ball and just kicked it fifty yards up the field. Found touch. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, where's that called from? Because normally, like you say, these sort of place kickers, dolly it, don't they, 10 metres. Yeah. But sort of like a rocket just went. And I was like, whoa, that was a kick. And we were on their 20 then. So after yeah. being sat on our line for, for, for whatever, four sets, and then trying to get out, we got this, you got this massive kick up the field and it just sort of took the pressure away, took, diffused everything in the nitrilla. Really?
1: Yeah, I mean that one of them kicks. We, it might have been that one, and she, she kicked it, and I thought, oh, she's not found touch. And the next minute, he's, he's somehow further down the pitch than uh, expected. I thought, Max, he can't do that. <laughs> he absolutely walloped it. You could see the cast players looking, thinking, oh, we've got, them. oh no, we haven't. No, where's it gone? It yeah. bounced out, and again, puts on the front foot. Uh, things like that. You've got to take the advantage when you've got it. Uh, what I did notice was quite a bit of the time we do get a penalty. And we tap it. Don't mm. always go for touch. And I think mm. that's sometimes probably better just take the metres than, you know, because you see some of our kicks for the men's team do it and it, it goes about four yards. You think, well, there's a point of that. Mm. You know, you, you might as well not bothered. And we did that a lot. And I think, again, I think, I think Cass were waiting for the for us to put it out and you get a bit of a blow, don't you? You can have a breather. You can, Well, you're not going to, it's tapping it and going. So you're on the back foot again. It's a smart tactic.
0: Yeah, so basically that kick we've pinned cast back into their twenty, and they couldn't get, they, they didn't get out. Basically, time ran. You went victory for Chris Bates, ladies, and uh, you know, congratulations, ladies, first Super League win. You know the journey continues, doesn't it, Parker?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, can can it keep getting better? <laughs> it's, it's it, the <laughs> it You know, last season was was phenomenal, really. You know, first year as we i say every week, but but this. Again, it was just a massive improvement on what what we'd seen before. Obviously, the level of oppositions going up, but we look well suited to, to to carry on the way we are, and I can't wait to see us, you know, in the next few weeks, see how 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 we progress, how much better we can get. Um, but yeah, it's exciting times.
0: Yep. Let's talk about our PDRL team. They were in a festival at Leeds this weekend. They played two teams. They played Bradford and they played. Warrington, Warrington are the world champions unfortunately lost to both but close they got beat against Bradford 22-16 they lost to Warrington 24-12, so they are it's a close contest you know. and they've got some good players in this in this squad as well, which is exciting for the club
1: Yeah, and again, th- this is another team that's only just coming together hmm. you know, they haven't played a lot, like you say, Warrington have probably been together a lot longer and um, and Bradford have had a team for you know for a while, so it's a, again about learning and, and getting used to the competition and, and clicking in games. like I say you can do it in training, you can do what you want, but when you're out there playing, it's very difficult. But again, another, another massive start. I thought that, I didn't realise the, the, the score lines; they were really close, especially yeah. the Warrington one, really considering because they're a, they're a really good team, well yeah. known for it. Um, so that's that, you know that's brilliant and. Again, the more they play together, hopefully we can get a few more bodies as well. That'd be, that, you know, be phenomenal because we don't wear everybody out. But no, another good, another good weekend. I don't know when the next, the next one is, but hopefully we can get them. You know, back down at the AJ Bell, we can all, uh, we all, we all go and watch them.
0: Yeah, so try scorers against Bradford was Paul Jones, Tima Hughes and Lee Forbes. Paul Jones and Tima Hughes kicked a conversion each. And then when they played Warrington, Lee Forbes scored twice and one was a penalty try. And we're loving the way all these penalty tries are creeping mm-hmm. into the game uh, and they're creeping into the PDRL team, uh, PDRL game as well. Yeah, well, Lee's.
1: Yeah, I'm connected with Lee on, on Facebook recently. He's he's really enthusiastic. He's loving it. Tries to go extraordinary now, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, he, he's brilliant. And the more the more we can we can entice people down to to, to watch and play, you know, the better our teams are going to get. And um, and again, I'm going to go back to the, you know, my, my rant a few weeks ago about the community and what it's you know what this club gives to people. It, this is this is just a massive step a huge step and, and something we should all be very, very proud of that the club have, you know, got a team like this to, together and, you know, it looks like it's progressing really well and uh, a long may continue.
0: Yeah, so congratulations to all our teams, you know, playing with pride in the shirt yeah. and, and produce some great rugby and, you know, you know, well done and, and keep up the good work. So that's the, the, the match reports for all our, our teams. Oh, it took us a good hour there, Parker. But we'll, we'll, we'll roll on. Uh, we've got the news next. The news. So we'll start with another team that didn't play this weekend. Uh, our wheelchair rugby team starts training on the 14th of May. Eccles College, uh, 10.30 to 1130 Obviously, we've had one festival before and we did quite well. So they're looking for people to get involved to grow the squad and, and become a sort of a, a better team.
1: Well, it's, it's probably the most exciting sport out there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely yeah. phenomenal. I think you've got to be crackers to play it. <laughs> uh, you're Pretty brave to have a go at that. It's uh, it's physical and it's it's hard. I mean, I watched a few clips of the weekend. I think uh, I think that might have been Bradford Warrington in the mm. wheelchair. I think it could have been. I don't remember who was watching. But some of the cl- some of the hits were, were absolutely massive. But it's dead. It's, it's so fast. Mm. It, it's quicker than, than any other former rugby league. I'm sure it is. And uh, yeah, so again, another team coming together. And, and it, it's one of those where you don't have to be confined to a chair mm. to take part in this. So it's open to to anyone. So I think, I think it'll become more and more popular. Uh, and certainly with, you know, perhaps people like me who aren't, uh, aren't as quick as maybe we, we might've been at one time, um, you know, we we'll get to sit down and do it. That's probably more my, <laughs> my thing these days. Bro. But so uh, yeah, brilliant. I hope that's another thing that kicks off and I can't wait to see it. And, uh, it's, yeah, I yeah, like to say I watched it during the World Cup last year, and then I've watched the I watched the the Grand Final last year, the Halifax. Yeah, I, I was blown away, but I was cheering at that at the end, and I didn't support either of the teams. So yeah, another great step for us, and I, I hope more people get involved.
0: Yeah, very exciting times. Get yourselves down to Eccles College on the 14th of May and uh, get yourself in that wheelchair and, uh, wheelchair and play some rugby. The Centenary shirt is back in stock after record sales. Parker, lovely shirt. I'm sure people like me who didn't get it on the first uh, wave will be trying to get the, a, an effort on the second one. Is that Maybe. him? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> it's, normally, it's normally you that's asking for merch, yeah. but it's my turn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's quality. Every time I look at it, I get like, I don't know, a bit of a, it makes me smile. It's a, it's a shirt we are winning as well. Mm. we we, we played, we've done all right in that. It's, it's a great shirt and it doesn't surprise me that it's, you know, it, it's done so well. It's, it's kind of a bit of a shame, really. We're probably going to have it for one year, mm. if you like. I know you would change it anyway, but those colours, I, I think they look really, really smart. And the amount of people I've heard who are non-Saltford fans are, or, or, you know, guys who are out and about going, oh, you look like these, you look like it just, just learn the history and, and you'll see why. But it's it's a phenomenal shirt, really is. And I can see him selling a load more. But Every time you go to the game now, you see more of them than you do with any other shirt. Mm. And it, but it looks, it does look really good. It actually looks good on fans mm. as well. Like most shirts, you see him on a player and you go, yeah, I'll kick him in that, he looks really smart. You put it on a fan and, you know, your bare belly's hanging out or, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. But that shirt, actually, I think it's quite flattering. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. It's a really, yeah, really smart shirt. Extra large case, you're wondering. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) I'll I'll have to wait. You're wasting away, so yeah, yeah.
1: find it a (laughs) medium.
0: So, other news. The club have announced a Lions development pathway for kids between under 11, under 13 5th of June to the 24th of July at the AJ Bell, 6pm till 7pm. We talk about pathways, don't we, Parker? And this Mm. is another step in that process. We've gone, obviously, we've got other things that the the foundation run, and now you've got a pathway from, like I say, 11s to 16, 17.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, it's easy to say, and I'm not, you know, I'm not writing songs, but children have a future. (laughs) Without these kids playing rugby league, we don't have a sport. You know, we've got to get them hooked. We've got to get them into it and, and show them that there is a career for them or that, you know, there is a chance that uh, training with, with the players and seeing the players and what they do and, you know, interacting, it'll give you that boost. It'll give you, I, I want to do that. I want to be like him. My my, my brother's signing my nephew up to it. Um, I mean, he's, you know, my nephew's hooked on rugby league, he loves the sport, but it's, you know... It, it's an extra chance to get him back hopefully, you know, into it into the fold if you like. Mm. Uh, and it's it's good that we are keeping the kids busy. You know, we're offering something. I I'll say it again, you know, what we give back to the community as a club is is bigger than what money can offer, I think. Um so yeah, that I'll be excited. I've I've said to my brother, don't mind popping down and, and seeing what goes on at these, you know, these pathways, see what they learn, see how it goes. Mm. Um so I hope yeah, I hope people take it up. I really do. And I hope you know the local clubs can get get the lads down there in the last season, and you know have, have a go and just just enjoy playing rugby league. Yeah. pop up shop for the Catalan
0: game. So if you want to go and buy your merch, opportunity to do that. Next bit of news: corporate touch rugby league, Parker. Very exciting. £400 a team so that's for 10 people, that's £40 each you get a state of mind session, you get a t-shirt, you get refreshments you get uh, discount tickets for the Leeds game on the 9th of July too, so it's great, obviously opportunity if you have a, a business and you want a uh, sort of team building building activity, opportunity knocks for you
1: Well, as we know only too well Rob, um, yeah. the fun of fun of it, uh we, you know, we once had a bit of a successful run ourselves. We did. We? Um, one afternoon in Rochdale. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's brilliant and it's great fun. And it is, it's a good, good idea for team building. He's, you know, because you do have a laugh. It's not, it's not physical in the way that, I mean, he's tiring, don't get me wrong, but it's not, you know, no one's getting hurt, really, unless you pull a muscle because you're not warmed up properly and you're old. But, you know, it's great. I, I was thinking when you were saying it, I thinking, can we get a team together? I was thinking that. Is it time? Can but, we get a... Uh, yeah, I'd have to I'll have to see me my, my fitness levels. But um no brilliant, great idea. What what's it actually is it just a, 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 an in aid of doing just it a corporate
0: together. thing by the sound of it.
1: Really? Get you know businesses involved, you know, bring people down, more people again introduced to the game that might not be bothered. Have a bit of fun and go, Do you know what, I fancy watching that. I'll go I'll go watch Salford next week. We could we could
0: get the old band back together, Parker. We should get the message out on social media. What, was it 10, 15 years ago? Let's, let's do it again. longer than, longer than that, I think.
1: <laughs> forgetting how old we are. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. that would be fun. That'd be fun. I don't think the T-shirt still fits, but um, <laughs> I'll have to get a new kit. Yeah, new kit.
0: So, yeah, so if you have business, you know, get involved in that. that would be great. Tyler Dupree and Andy Akers in the England Train-On squad. Well-deserved. Obviously, this season's been fantastic. Obviously... It's a big, another big season for Rugby League and it's important for the national team. They are strong and having Salford representatives in it, it benefits the club.
1: Yeah, well, Tyler Dupree has been nothing short of sensational this year. Hmm. Absolutely. I, I won't go forward in, in many ways. I've noticed in recent weeks when he leaves the field, we lose, we lose a lot. We really do. He's, he's been brilliant. And it just shows that, again, you know, we've said it a lot of times, and it's one of your your main sort of cliches, if you like. But it's an opportunity club, and we took a chance on Tyler. You know, we needed a prop at the time. Him and, him and Alex Gerard came in virtually around the same time. We needed we needed bulk. You know, he's come on in and he's took that chance, and he's come from part time, you know, lower lower tabled kind of team at, at witness to being in the England fold. I mean, that's. That in a space of 12 months. And that's credit to him, as well as Paul Rowley for not just taking the chance, but actually helping him in the way that we obviously have and Kurt Agathe and, and everybody else behind the scenes. But he's he's such, you know, he's, he's such a character as well, isn't he? That Try when he scored at, at Lee and, you know, he, his face just just lit up the stadium. He's been brilliant. And Andy Akers obviously got injured, so we missed him. And you do miss a player like Andy Akers, but another player who's just come on Leaps and bounds in two or three years. Come from nowhere. And again, playing under Paul Rowley, who was a, a great hooker himself, has, has obviously helped his game. And it's great to see. I'm just a little bit disappointed that maybe Ollie Partington hasn't got in there. I think mm. I, I think if he hadn't got injured, maybe he would. I think he's been superb for us. I know he's not 100% fit at the moment. I mean, we could go on. I mean, Dion Cross, Joey Burgess, you know, they've, they've been... They've been brilliant. A lot of players have, but um yeah, them them two definitely, you know, richly deserve it, and Tyler for me. At the age he's at, he's still got a few years of, of developing to do, so he's, he's got a really big future. Yeah, I was surprised at Chris Atkin in game. Really, I thought he sh- should have been. I think I think hmm. Chris is one of them players that will suffer because he's too versatile. He doesn't have a position as such. He'll play anywhere, and maybe it's a kind of where do we put him? What is his best position? Hmm. You know, he's a half-back, he's a hooker, he's a loose forward. He, he can he can play anywhere, and we're we're so lucky to have him. So so lucky. He's 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 one hundred percent every single week, um, and a you know a real a skillful player. I think that gets forgotten about that he is a classy player, um, but yeah, I think he's just going to struggle. Because of that, because of being a bit too versatile, maybe. But, I mean, maybe for an international squad, that's what you need. But because there's no World Cup, there's no, you know, I I don't really see, is it worth it for for one or two games this year, you know, to to try? I don't know. Um, I mean, for me, I've looked at the England squad itself. And, I mean, Chris Hill's in there. and He's not going to be in the next World Cup. What are we building for here? Mm. These games now are for the future. And that's where the Tyler Dupree's of this world and people like that come in. I'd rather see the youth now. I mean, people are going about Josh Charlie. Should he have been picked? Josh Charlie's having a, an absolutely unbelievable season. He's been... I can't knock him, but he's not the future of wingers in rugby league, in, in English rugby league. So, for me, it's about... These games now are about developing for the next World Cup. Mm. How, you know, how far behind the Aussies are we? Well, now's the time we've, we've got to look to, you know... We can't rely on these older players now because they're not going to be them in the future. They're not going to be the ones at the next World Cup. So um, it's a bit of a hit and miss squad, but there is a lot of youth in there, which I do do want to see. Uh, we've got a lot of really good talented players in Super League, um, and uh, yeah. So so maybe Chris is a little bit unlucky, but if he had a if he had a nailed down role in a team, then maybe. But I think his versatility goes against him.
0: Yeah, I think really so about the opposition. Really, I know we're playing France, but France—I don't think they're a top sort of yeah. five-six team in yeah. in the world for me. So you should be playing someone like Papua New Guinea or Lebanon or New Zealand or someone like that to test yourself. I know. I think what we should do, Parky, I think what Rugby Union do is they have all four home nations. They play South Africa. New Zealand, Australia, and I think they play Argentina. So we could do something like that. So you're playing quality opponents week in, week out, which then sort of helps your progress for me. Us playing France, even like in a test match, doesn't really get any benefit from it because, unfortunately, they're not where they need to be. And it doesn't help them because, obviously, we we put 50 points in them, What do they get out of that? And what do we get out of that, really, as well? So it's a bit of a difficult situation, really. But that's the kind of thing you're hoping IMG might have a, have a thought process on building our profilers again.
1: Well, I mean, I'm a massive advocate of the, the, the international game and I want it to grow. And like you said, there's no point having blowout scores. It, mm. it doesn't do anyone any favours. Nobody learns anything. We need the buy-in from the Aussies. They're the problem at the moment because they, they don't see a point of it because they win. Do you know what I mean? What do they get out of it? But for us, for New Zealand, for Tonga, Samoa, those teams, they're the challenges. I agree with you about France. I think France are are slipping further behind for some reason. You know, we saw it in the World Cup. They weren't anywhere near a threat than they should have been. But we need need to help international rugby league. We need to, you know, these teams all over the place now, there's probably, I think it's something like 60 or 70 nations playing rugby league. You wouldn't know it. You know, even the African nations that are in there, we need to help them to get to a different level. But as it is at the moment, because of the standard, we can't, you, can't put, you can't put England up against anybody in Europe. There, there's no point. Mm. So it's got to be Southern Hemisphere. It has to be the Aussies, the, the, the Kiwis, or, or like, say, New Guinea, Samoa, somebody like that. Then you've got the logistics of it. Well, for me, play in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, try and spread the game there. Take, take it to the States, go and have a game there. You know, let's let's try and spread the game. Don't, 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 There's no point England playing France in Doncaster. We're doing nothing. Mm. You know, let's 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 get out there and and then let France play Wales and Scotland, Ireland, and then you've got the Italians, the Greeks at the moment who are all really decent teams. Like say Lebanon, let them have a competition, and then you've got the low the, the grade below that, which is sort of Germany, Spain, Sweden, teams like that that are all there. You know, we we got to introduce some kind of competition to make it interesting. I did like the emerging nations they did years ago. Mm. I thought that was a great idea because, again, what is the point of putting I don't know, you know, Greece up against Australia? Like, it's, it's just craziness. I'm not going to go anywhere. Hopefully, IMG can look into the international game and engage with the Aussies and and let's get the profile higher and make the competition stronger. Because the only way the only way it's ever going to work is you've got to bring the bottom up. You know. And that's that's got to, that's going to take a lot of work and a long time and a lot of investment. Mm. Uh, but hopefully, international game can get there. If we can get anything near what the, the Rugby Union have got, because Rugby Union for me is international rugby. It is the domestic game doesn't interest me at all. I mean, I don't really watch the internationals. But you know, I can see why seventy odd thousand turn up at Twickenham and you know Murrayfield and places like that. We don't have that. We get you know fifteen thousand at Wigan. It, it, we need to grow it. But it's, it, that's, a, you know, that's for another day, maybe. But uh, no, but the, the actual game's coming up. It'll be great to see some sort of players in there. Yeah, talking about growing
0: the game, the IMG process was voted for this week. 33 in favour, six teams against, three abstained. We accidentally abstained, but then went back and decided that we were in favour. So, yeah, obviously, you know, we, we need the game to be better, don't we? So, obviously, a few clubs not happy. I think Keebley is one of them. There, you know, letting the world know that it's not the right thing to do. But I think we're in the we're in the last row of the dice, really. So we need IMG to, to you know, find a way to promote our team, not our club, sorry, club sports, sorry.
1: I agree. I think this is your last chance. I think we've we've tried all sorts, and we need experts to help us with this. And that's what these people are. I'm surprised that a few of the teams that were against it Barrow being one, Featherstone mm. being another. I think I can understand the Featherstone maybe that they're looking at the criteria going, well, you know, we're a small town. We're next to Wakefield and Castleford. We're the lesser of those three in terms of, you know, size at the moment. What, you know, what chance have we got? But someone like Barrow, I mean, we're looking for a Cumbrian, you know, a hotbed. Well, you've got a chance there. Eh? And they've gone against them and they slightly disappointed. They've all got they've all got the reasons. And I'm not I'm not gonna argue. I don't know the ins and outs of why. But we do need we need to be all singing on the same hymn sheet now. And mm. let's go in one direction. Let's let's just try and we need the, the sport promoting. That's what it needs. But what I don't want is this this to come in just for expansion's sake, just so we can get a team in Newcastle in the in the Super League. So we can you know we've got to protect the game as well. Those teams that do feel threatened, you know, and won't be, won't be happy about it. We need to look after the sport. We can't lose teams because there's not enough in the first place. Mm. Uh, so it's how we go about it now. But it is the right thing to do. You know, we, we could have, I don't think we will, but we could easily lose out. You know, we, they could find reasons not to put us in the Super League. Mm. But we need to understand that they're the levels we need to be at, to be a professional club, to be a professional sport, to compete with the other sports that are around us. And you know it's a bit of a strange one in terms of the French team don't get a vote as well. That was a bit, bit <laughs> odd, but they're not part of the RFL's committee are they? because it's, a, it's English rules. It's English, you know. Their, their sporting board will have different rules, so it's, it is kind of different. But without Catalan, what we're we talking about, the Catalan are nailed on. They're mm. in it. You know, there's, there's no. I don't think there's a fan out there who would say no. In the most, you know, sort of diehard northerner who, who doesn't want the game away from the M62. When you look at the facts, that's what we need. We need this little bit of glamour and, and that kind of thing. So, it's going to be interesting to see who gets in and who doesn't. I mean, I do I do worry for teams. I don't want it to be an elitist thing. I don't want what's gone on in football in the last few years with the European Super League and that kind of thing being branded about and teams getting worried that this is going to break away and your elite teams are going to be there, and the rest are just going to be fighting for scraps. We in rugby league can't afford that. So we, as long as this is is made in a way that everybody's looked after, money will filter down, and you know we could we can make sure that in five years' time, York are fighting to be a super league team. You know that, that they've got everything in place. I know they've got a stadium now and a nice ground and that kind of thing, but. We need to bring everybody out. again, like with the international game. We need to bring these teams up. We want, you know, the, the next the next teams to co- cut. I, I don't know who it could be. I mean, I'd love to see Witness come back and, you know, get everything sorted there. So yeah, it's a long way to go, but it was it. You know, the vote the vote's right. It needs to go through. We need to we need to have a plan because at the moment rugby league's just bobbing along doing nothing. It's got no real profile at the moment. Sky are, are using it as a. A played thing. It's great to see Channel 4 on board. I'd like to see that opened up the chance of more broadcasters. So, hmm. yeah, it's the right vote. And fingers crossed now we can all get together and make a real plan going forward and make this sport what it should be.
0: Yeah, so we're looking to see what happens with the clubs and IMG in the future and talk about it on the podcast. Other news. One of our ladies, Becky Davis, has... Been selected for the train-on squad for Wales for their World Cup qualified fixtures. She's currently out injured with an ACL injury, but she is obviously trying to get fit. But it gives her a target, doesn't it, to to get fit and get firing again.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know, play you play sport mainly, f- you know, for the love of it and everything. But you want to you want to get further, you want international recognition or, or whatever it can be, and that's brilliant for her. Absolutely brilliant. Again. Another another sort of ticking our box, if you like, for a club. You know, we've just we, our, our ladies' team's a year old, and already we've got players being picked in international squads. Uh, he's he's great development, and it, and it, what it does do as well is she can go to to the to the Welsh camp and she can be there. And she you know can talk to other players and say it's all for the whack. You know, it's, it's a good club. We're going places, and you know, pick up the best. You know our record in Wales. Mm. Let's, Let's go and target them. Let's go and bring them, bring them here, bring them to to Salford. But no, good good luck to her. I hope she gets fit in time and, and can be, can take part. And more importantly, be ready for the World Cup when it comes round, and she can, uh, you know, hopefully see a, a, a career blossom from there.
0: Yeah. Final bit of news: Ladies' nines. Remember the ladies' nines last year and yeah. the controversy of us not being in it. Well, not being in the final anyway. The AJ Bell stunned, stunned silence from for all of us. It's on again this year. May the 14th, Victoria Park, Warrington, and then the finals, the the Salford City Stadium. York beat Leeds in the final last year. We did very well at Warrington. I think we won two, lost one, and sort of didn't qualify narrow, unfortunately, but obviously 12 months on, Super League 2 team now, so hoping obviously we might qualify.
1: Well, it was very controversial last year, wasn't it? It was one of my one Of my rants, that mm. the RFL again just not using the brains, but anyway, no, good you know, good luck to our girls in in, in that. Can't believe it's, it's like a year ago, yeah, a, a tough, tough competition, really is. But it'd be great to be to be part of the finals day, mm. you know, we, we'd love to have that, but uh, yeah, we've got a lot on this year, the ladies, we've got it, you know, we've got to concentrate, but I think we've got a good chance because we have got. Got some real sort of pace, and our, our forwards I think suit that kind of game, that nines tournament, you know, because we're we're not massive pack, we we mobile, and then you've got the you know these these speedsters out wide,
0: mm.
1: we've got a decent chance.
0: Yeah. So the teams in our league are Leeds, Bradford, and Cardiff. So Leeds, I think, are the only professional rugby league ladies rugby league team in the country. Bradford and Cardiff sit in our uh, our Challenge Cup group as well, so it's challenges all round uh, for Chris Bates, ladies.
1: Oh, the Leeds the Leeds thing. You're going up against. I know York have been brilliant at the start of this year. I watched them. I watched them against Leeds the other week. York and they were they were they were sensational and put you know beat Leeds at Headingley. But Leeds are the usually the benchmark, aren't they, of, of the ladies' game? Mm. And to go up against them would be a great challenge. I know it's not thirteen aside, so it's a different game entirely, really. But it's a good way of testing yourself against, you know, England internationals and you know, everything else. Some of them players I've have, have watched again in the World Cup, and they were brilliant. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good, it's, you know, good competition, and hopefully we can get through and get to finals day this time. And uh, yeah, we can all get down there and, and watch that. But I, I mean, you love I love sevens, I love nines, I love that, the speed of it and everything. So that'd be interesting to see how we go.
0: Yeah. Very exciting times. So that's all the news, Parker. And now we'll look forward to the two games this weekend.
6: It's
4: time the So
0: we'll start off with the ladies they play Featherstone Rovers in the Challenge Cup on the community pitch. His twelve midday kick-off. Will be a big test. Featherstone Rovers are a very good ladies' team, so it'll be a good marker to see where after last week's win.
1: Yeah, I think Feather a, a lot like Cassie, you know, in the in the sort of the town kind mm. of thing. It's rugby league, mad, isn't it? So they do. They will have plenty of players, plenty of people to, you know, who know the game. Uh, they will be a good test. Uh, Challenge Cup You know who, who knows That'd be nice Wouldn't it To at least get through And start You know Taking out Like say Another a Crack at, at Leeds In a further round or, or a Wigan Or whatever Just brilliant to be part of And show progress But tough Tough game Really tough game uh, Early kickoff, Which doesn't always Suit everybody I know you know, sleepy heads. I'd certainly be one of them. I'd be rubbish playing at lunchtime. Uh, but, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. I hope we can, you know, get down there and get behind the girls because they, they, they might need it. But looking at the way they played last week, I said it last year, we shouldn't be fearing anyone. No. We're we're, we're a really, really good team. A lot of talent. Yes, yeah, so but it'd be a good test cup game. Mm. Um, it'd be exciting. It's, you know, win our bust, isn't it? And history
0: as well. Because, I like, say, challenge first, challenge cup. Game, you know the journey they've been on, promotion, and now you're in the big league, aren't you? You know Super League, playing Castleford. Now you're in the Challenge Cup. It's like they've arrived, and I keep kind of saying to everyone who want, who's trying to listen that our ladies are the big story in in the mm-hmm. ladies rugby league. Why aren't Sky all over us? I just don't know, but it is. You you, you kind of relight a thought maybe after sort of beating Cast. That's that'd be, that's like a you know a bit a, a sign in it. So if we could sort of back that up with a, maybe a win against Featherstone or, or you know a couple of big wins in the next couple of weeks then people start might start waking up basically and
1: thinking and realising what we've got here. Uh, I'd say keep us quiet. We don't want anyone <laughs> yeah. to pilfering half of our players, do we? No, it's true. Which could easily happen you because know, there is a lot of talent there. One, one thing that did stand out actually and it, it it, it gave me a bit of a, a, a bit of a smile was I was looking at the BBC uh, rugby league thing and it you know looking at the scores and they're on the our ladies were on the, the big yeah. cats and it was on you know on the BBC website I was like wow we, we, we we're going somewhere we are somebody now mm. uh, it's great to see that they're getting the publicity but like I said I don't want to get too much because I don't want people knocking on our door you know sure Chris Bates doesn't you know losing players to to other clubs. Um, we, we want to keep this team together and build, and, and hopefully bring in a couple more, and you know, have a, have a really strong squad. But it'd be nice to have a tilt a cup. Yeah. So get yourselves down there
0: midday, community pitches, and support the ladies in their first Challenge Cup game. Uh, Paul Rowley's men kick off at two fifteen. That'd be a big test. Catalan at home, obviously. Catalan they've lost last three out of four games after a after a. Sort of a good start Is that a good sign That they've gone off early And now they are starting To feel the burn maybe
1: Yeah he's got, Something my brother mentioned He said that He thought that That would happen He thought they'd mm. get off To a bit of a fly in the bubble Might burst a bit They're still a very good team They've got some great players Haven't they I mean that's not Make no bongs about it they're, they're a big strong squad A lot of real real talent And they have missed players At the start of the season They've had injuries as well And they came through that And then it seems As they started getting players back Maybe it's upset the squad or something. I don't know, but um, it'd be a very, very tough test because they're, they're a decent side. Uh, I just want to say, well done to the club, by the way, for for moving the kickoff. off Because, yeah. you know, I'm not a United fan, but I know thousands that are. And <laughs> I, know, I know, I understand what Paul King said in the past and others, that we, we can't just keep avoiding this fact. But we don't want to go head-to-head with them every week. Because... You know, we can't compete with Manchester United. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. So it's a good, a very wise move this week. And I hope more people do get their bodies down to the A.J. Bell and say, you know, thanks for giving us the option. Because so far this year, I think somebody put it on it Twitter. Yeah, it right now now. 200 and something days since we we hadn't yeah. played on the same day as them. I mean, you can't buy luck like that. But at the same point, we did know they were in the Europa League and they would be playing Thursday, Sundays. Mm. All right, you don't know how far they're going to get, but that's that's the case. So maybe was avoidable slightly, but shifting the kickoff time works for me. But yeah, going on onto the game itself, and you know, we've we've got to build now on on what we've done in the last few weeks. Mm. Um It will be tough because they've got their pack is is big. You know, they're big, strong lads and. That's been our little bit of an Achilles heel so far this year that we've not been good enough to break down bigger teams. But I, I think at home, again, we've not been, not been great, but we're a very dangerous side and we're going to click. And hopefully it's going to be dry. I know it's not going to be too warm this weekend, but it's, it's going to be dry and that'll suit us, that suits our style. The pitch will have dried over the week anyway. So I think it'll be a, a fast game. I think both teams have got I mean they've got really good wingers, Tom Johnston and Davies and people like that. You know, they'll probably have Tompkins at full back. They've got a lot of pace, a lot of skill. They're a really, really good side, Catalan. And they will want to get their, their season back on track, but uh, I do I do fancy us, I do think we've just got that winning mentality at the moment that'll that'll see us through.
0: Yeah. Just going back to the clashing United home games, September no, 3rd of September 22 was the last time us United didn't play at home on the same day. Which is, that's a stat
1: and a half, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I was like, oh, when I saw it, I was like, what? <laughs> and that's, <laughs> but, and you know, it's not helping us. I mean, our crowds, obviously, we're never great, but this season alone, we've played all uh, KR on a Thursday on Sky. United played Barcelona, mm. remember that? We, uh, we've we played uh, Cass. Cass on a Thursday. Cass. We've had Wakefield who hadn't scored a point for the three weeks before. So they, you know, their fans didn't travel too well. We've played Huddersfield, who probably their best following they brought in sixty years, yeah. but still not gonna fill up, you know, too many stadiums, at they Huddersfield. We've had no look, now we've got Catalan this week, who will bring no fans. And people are wondering why we're only, you know, averaging sort of four, four thousand something. Well, can can any chance we can get. A, a, you know, a big team, preferably from this side of the Pennines, anytime mm. this year. Because you look at Lee, I mean, they've had us twice. They've had Wigan. I think they've had, they had Saints. And they probably get big crowds. Mm. And everyone's looking at us going, You're the weak link. Well, we, we're getting no luck. And it doesn't help that Manchester United are at home every single week. Because yeah. even if you don't go, if you're not going to Old Trafford, you're going to watch it. You're going to go at the pub. You're going to watch it at home on Sky because mm. they're on the telly. It's not like you can avoid them being there. Even this week, you know, like I say, we've moved the kickoff, but they're on in an FA Cup. So the chance of that happening, you know, they could have got knocked out in the fourth round, but if they didn't. They made it to the semis. It's just our luck at the moment. We just need a nice, warm, sunny Sunday afternoon against a big team from this side of the Benines with no United game. <laughs> Perhaps I'm asking too much.
0: Mm. Cross your fingers, Parker. Cross your Mm -hmm. fingers. Um, In the two weeks (laughs)
1: that football bother taking off.
0: (laughs) Um, Back to Catalan. Um, Mm -hmm. Big forwards, Sam Tompkins. Um, It's going to be a test, Uh, especially obviously with international break coming up as well. And after we've got Leeds and Saints. So obviously you've got to have a week off there to to recharge. Um, So it's all in for this Catalan game for me.
1: Yeah, well, you might, I mean, that's it, leave nothing out there, we haven't anyway, but leave nothing out there, you've got a week off, most of you, you know, yeah. a couple of you might be involved in the international, but, um, go out there and have a blow, I, it'd be interesting to see what we do about, with Danny Addy being out, who, yeah. who comes in to replace, um, for me, Danny's he's solid, not spectacular, but he, he does a job, Do you know what I mean, that's, we need someone to fill that. And we have got players, like you say, Dixon, Longstaff and Hilliwell all played reserves last week. So maybe one of them, Sidlow might come, I don't know how far off Sid is, whether he's going to be available. or
0: No. You know, it'd
1: be nice to get Alex Gerrard back at some point in this year.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: something like that. We we have got bodies, but we, we just need them back again. Timmy Lafayette, another massive, massive loss for us. But um, we need, we just need a bit of luck. But I think, I think replacing Danny is is tough because he does a lot of work while he's on a
0: lot yeah. of work Kurt Aggerty said there's no sign of anyone coming back I think um, no he was like it's not happening so we'd have to go with what we've got and I think obviously a few of the lads played in, in the reserves didn't they so that might be an opportunity for you know for to come in after a game under the belt which will be which will be which will be a thing so, screw us up with all the weather prediction first Do so we know, Parker?
1: Well, I had a look earlier on uh, all right. It looks like it's going to be a little bit overcast But, okay. but dry But I did the feels-like thing Not the temperature What, what it's going to feel like It says mm. six degrees oh. So it's going backwards again So right. It's going to be a bit chiller, perhaps I mean, it could change tomorrow They're not the, the Met Office we like, haven't got <laughs> a clue But Yeah, we could have done with a nice sunny day, really But then it'd probably suit both teams, that Because, obviously, they're used to playing in that in the south of France anyway.
0: So, we say jacket-jumper combo,
1: six Uh, degrees? Yeah, probably a few. I I made the mistake last week. I know Paul mentioned it in his report after the game, how cold it was at the AJ Bell again (laughs) last week. It's got its own microclimate. It's just constantly freezing. Yeah. Walking to the ground, I thought, oh, it's a little bit nippy, but I've got a jacket on, I'll be okay. I got in the ground. I was frozen. It (laughs) was awful. I don't know what's going on, so it will be cold there. It always is, so it will be. So yeah, definitely definitely probably a big coat for me again this week. Yeah.
0: Don't forget but, we make money out of the food and drink now, so we'll probably have a big fan. that are just blowing onto the crowd now to make everyone a bit colder a bit thirstier to go and buy well, some drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, but we need to sort that coffee out because it's not brilliant. But anyway, <laughs> um he complained about coffee. It was it was the ale a few years, ago. Yeah, that's it? Times have changed. <laughs> uh, yeah, score prediction. Go on. Um, I, I think it'll be a tight one again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go eighteen, twelve, eighteen,
0: Salford. twelve.
1: 1812,
0: Salford. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna go uh, Salford 30, Catalan 6. Wow. I'm gonna go Ken Hattrick Hatrick.
2: Well,
1: I, 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 I'd be happy with that at the moment. We don't. Seem like a team that's scoring many tries. That's mm. the only problem. But we're also not conceding too many. No. So that's why I thought that. But then, you know, like you say, it's coming to a bit later in the season. Things will change. Fresher bodies. It, it could go either way. Mm. Um, but we can't underestimate Catalan because I think they're a, a really a really decent side. And Dean McNamara will be, obviously, gearing them up to get back on, on track because they're losing ground now on Warrington and Wigan. I don't know how tonight's game's gone, on, but they could be even further behind Warrington depending on what's happened. So they'll be, they'll be determined they're, they're a decent side, but I think we can take confidence in, in what we did last year against them. That was a, that was a really good professional performance from mm. us last year. We, we had to work really hard and at times we were punished by, by refereeing and we, we came through and, and won really well in the end. So hopefully that's in the memory bank. We are, we are winning games. We are used to, you know, we are getting used to it. So uh, I think no matter what game it is, I think we'll be up for it.
0: Yeah. So that's the end of this week's podcast. Another great show. Lots of great stuff going on in the world of Soul for a Devils. What I want to say, a massive thank you to all the people who have donated via the Kofi, you know, for the equipment and the programs that we use. You know, it means the world to, to us. So obviously, if you haven't bought us a coffee, follow the link. We have our socials and help support the podcast parker. You know, with, without our listeners, you know, we're just three lads and a laptop you know, over there. Can you continue to support listening to us every week? we got record listening figures again last week, which was amazing and also supporting us financially through the
1: fair Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I'm currently, I've not, I've not even spoke to you about this, but I'm currently working on some kind of content as I it am. is. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a little tricky to implement, but I'm trying. So, you know, we're going to try and do fresh things this year, keep it, you know, keep it lively, keep, you know, keep people on the toes. Um, we've got a few things to do. And obviously, like you say, the, the, the money that comes in helps with the subscriptions and that sort of thing. And also, you know, come the end of the season, we've got you know a couple of trophies to buy for for player of the year, men's, women's. Every you know, we got that many teams now. It's going to cost <laughs> us a few thousand just to do that. Um, no, but it's, uh, no, it's brilliant, and it's the the engagement as well. You know, obviously the three word match reports and that kind of thing. If anyone's got anything they want to add at any point, you know, please, because it's like you just said, say rubbish without without people listening isn't it. So yeah. um, no, thank thank. Thanks to everybody for for the support.
0: Yeah, so big thanks to you for this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Abro Parks, and your fans on Facebook, Devil in the Detail Srd. Fans on Twitter at DITD Srd, and your fans on SoundCloud, iTunes, Rira Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. Good luck, Reds. We'll see you soon.